Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to... A Tuesday night duel in a front room in Manchester where we are deciding the inaugural entries into the Tuesday night duel Hall of Fame. Yes, we are. Oh, yes. Um, some plugs before we get started properly. Uh, my name is Jim Smallman. This is my podcast. My website is jimsmallman.com. Uh, this podcast is part of the Distraction Pieces Network. I have a cold. These are things that are going to become very apparent during the course of the podcast. Um, also, uh, progresswrestling.com for tickets to Progress Wrestling shows. There's only a few you can buy tickets for, but they're all massive. Uh, two shows in New Orleans over WrestleMania weekend. Uh, the first bank holiday weekend of May 2018 is Super Strong Style 16 at Alexandra Palace. And apparently we're doing a show at Wembley. So maybe come to some of those so uh, they don't take my children away from me um, for, um, for for non-payment of bills. I don't know if they'll do that. They I, don't... Might, I don't. They might not take your children away for financial reasons, but they might take them away <coughs> for other reasons. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other reasons. Fragmenting mental health. Um, uh, so, yeah, all that. Um, and obviously, uh, rate, review, subscribe to this podcast uh, on iTunes or wherever you choose to get podcasts from because it helps me out. Um, oh, uh, one last thing. JimSwarman.com slash TNJ is where you point people uh, who would perhaps you would like to recommend this podcast to because it's got all the listings and it's got all the de- various ways that you can listen if you're not uh, on Apple and stuff like that. There's various other ways. Um, and you can buy T-shirts. I don't have loads left, but maybe buy some T-shirts because, again, uh, i got children. Um, actually, I don't know a catchphrase. Some wrestlers should use that. Look good on a T-shirt, I've got kids. That would be brilliant if someone could do that. Um, anyway, this is a special Hall of Fame edition. Um, the idea of uh, one of my guests, and then I ruined it with rules. Um, uh, and and then you guys ruined it by voting. So it's it's a special edition. Um, because it's a Hall of Fame, we are all tarted up uh, accordingly. I am wearing a pale blue tuxedo like uh, an American man going to his first prom. I'm wearing a ruffled shirt. Um, I'd love to tell you what designer it's by, but I suspect... It's just from a man who died in it, and I bought from a charity shop. I've um, I've kind of gone a bit left field, and I've actually gone with the asymmetric top that I remind I very much admired a Renee Young earlier this year. 
Nice. I did say asymmetric clothing bothers me because of the lack of symmetry. But I figure... You know, it was very big when I worked in fashion. I know, I know. It's, just, it, it's conflicting witness statements. But, you know, and uh, obviously I've gone with the extensions and I've gone with the <laughs> smoky <laughs> eyes and contouring. So I, like, I hope that's come out well. I hope my cheekbones when, are looking good. When you went, I've got a bit left field, I could see me and you not being a huge football fan, me and Matthew being huge football fans, uh, I could see Matthew going... A Jason Wilcox 11 shirt. Whoa, um, <laughs> whoa Wilcox. What a man. Anyway, most most, most of you listening, I'm with you. Uh, I'm not clear. That was Chris Brooker, who has got smoky eyes and is beautiful. Uh, our other guest is is Matthew Taylor Richards. Um, what, what, um, what are you wearing on the catwalk uh, slash red carpet today? My birthday suit. Oh, God. That's it. I've got nothing. Can we not give you a sock like Dobby or something? <laughs> Funny enough, that's what I call him. <laughs> Funny enough. Also, am I hallucinating, or is there a giant H on the wall that looks like Rimmer's head mark from, from Red Dwarf? Where? Good. This is a good start. <laughs> We're back. We're back. Um, you chaps, get some plugs out of the way. Um, oh, you do it first, Chris. Um, before you get into your plugs, I came to my first Future Shock show on Sunday, which I really, really, really enjoyed. Um, shout out to the bloke who uh, I was sat at the sound booth, because um, it's the only place I could sit, because it was pretty full, and a bloke just leant over and went, um, why are you here? <laughs> which, which is a lovely welcome. <laughs> uh, I went, because it's my, it's my friends. And he went, all oh, right. And he just kept, he just had that look of, I'm keeping my eye on you. Like, there's no sinister motive. I often go and watch wrestling. Mm. Like, it is my job. No, he wasn't talking about wrestling. <laughs> you were having your own It's a Wonderful Life moment there. That was that was your guardian angel. Well, um, uh, I'd like to give a, a shout-out to um, to the man in a motorway services yesterday who questioned my wife on why she'd got tattoos and if there was something missing in her life. Um, I suspect he was leading into a religious chat. Um, and again, you're religious, absolutely fine. Just like progress, everyone's welcome to this podcast, whatever religion you choose to believe in. I happen, on the other hand, to be an incredibly hey. devout atheist. Hey, Hakushi was really religious and he had loads of tattoos. Yes, yeah, so, there you go. Uh, Boom. Pull that in your pipe and smoke it. That's Matthew's first entry to the Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> so, but no, I really enjoyed Future Shock at the weekend. I, I tweeted about this. It had the best bull rope match since the best ever bull rope match in history, which is Steve Carino against Dusty Rhodes in ECW. Um, and Mr. Carino now owes me a coffee for saying that on the internet. Um, but um, a great bull rope match between Ashton Smith and T-Bone. And, and their matches that... Well, first of all, you can explain this story in a minute. That wasn't the original match. Um, and secondly, <laughs> those matches are really hard to book and make good. Yeah. Um, because they're often... It's touching the corners and often they can... If you go back and watch some 90s WCW, Glenn Joseph, and you will tell me there's some terrible Even, um, strap matches the, and stuff the, like that. The two big WWE <laughs> ones that I think about are Batista versus JBL, which was a great time to put the kettle on. And... Uh, <laughs> Even JBL versus Eddie Guerrero, where he won the title, it just... It, oh, I it forgot just, he won it, the title in the strap. Exactly. See, that's the trouble with him most of the time, isn't it? And, and, and even saying, the, to a lot of folk, best um, bull rope match does seem like faint praise, doesn't yeah. it? Tallest Wolf. Am I making this up? But did one of them have like light up... Yeah. Posts. Oh, they like, had a like blue and a red house. House. They did it on... Like <laughs> <laughs> a really high-budget funhouse. Well, to be fair, it was on... It was a... The Bella time. Twins are the twins. I, I, went, I, went down. School, I went to the same school as the twins from Funhouse. Same mm. primary school. They're a few years older than me. There were three of them. There's a spare. There's, um, but 
the thing is as well, not to, I mean, let's take this seriously. Okay, with the sorry. whole Funhouse thing. Okay. It was the first time that they had Smackdown on a Friday night. Yeah. So they had to make sure it was a real crazy show where anything goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The tone has been set <laughs> for this podcast. Yeah. I'm too ill to marshal it properly. Hey, it could be worse. I could be talking like John. I could have some really <laughs> crazy theory about dogs and love. <laughs> John is still very upset that I cut him off mid drug fueled rant. It was beautiful. Uh, it was quite beautiful. John looks at wrestling in a very different way, and it's to be applauded. It is. Um, but equally, I had to move the podcast along, otherwise, we would have had an hour of him talking about Velveteen <laughs> Dream against, uh, against uh, Alistair Black. So I had to move it on. But <laughs> I know that he's gutted that I didn't yeah, let him get to his other points. Well, yeah. He's written an essay, it's available online. Really? No, it's not. Oh. So, Publish it, John. Publish it's in a it. time capsule which has been buried <laughs> under Alexandra Palace and will be found in many, many years and considered to be the cornerstone of a new religion. Uh, yeah. Which someone will push on my wife. <laughs> <in> my wife <laughs> Have you thought about dogs? <laughs> um, so anyway, Future Shot was great. So yeah. I'm going to let you do some plugs. Um, yeah. so, I really enjoyed it. Um, plug away. Oh, it was um, it was wonderful. It was such a, such a good show. And it feels like we're really hitting our stride at mm. the moment. We've got a great team of people. We've got a great crew of wrestlers. We've got a great roster. We've got great fans. We've got great venues. Um, the event from Sunday, which if you weren't there, you should have been, and it's going to be up on Future Shock On Demand. If you go to futureshockinfinite.com, which is our soon-to-be rebranded on-demand service, mm. mainly because I quite like Bioshock Infinite, and it seemed to scan quite nicely. Yeah, it does. Although we don't have you basically obliged to download DLC to find out how the match is finished. And you don't have yourself ripping holes in time and discovering music uh, was actually ripped off from old barbershop quartets. God only knows. Um, I mean, that's not, a great let's reference. not speak too soon, you know. <laughs> anyway, so we'll have our barbershop quartet for next year with the three <laughs> nice. of us and John. Oh, beautiful, man. Start with how much is that doggy in the window? There's a question that won't be answered quickly. But... <laughs> Um, so that's going on. Our next uh, show, our final event of the year, is going to be a humdinger. And that's a phrase I want bringing back. Proper humdinger. It's our adrenaline champion, Xander Cooper, will be defending against a young man who's done quite well for himself this year, Will Ospreay, in his only UK date in 2018. That's pretty impressive. Don't ignore the fact that it's December. You know, it's, <laughs> a, it's a bit like saying see you next year on Jan, on December 27th, isn't it? But it's still true. It's the only place you're going to see him. It's one of only three UK dates he's got booked in. It's the only place you're going to see him in the Northwest for the foreseeable future. And Xander Cooper has been, I'm not going to say improved, but I think he has had a chance to shine this year and people are going to find out how good he is. His match with Jay Lethal was out of this world on Sunday. It was very good. Absolutely out of this world. And I think that he and Will will create magic together. We've also got the semi-finals and finals of the Future Shot Legacy Tournament. And I think I'm going to give you an exclusive. Oh, cool. As the rubber match between James Drake, who is... <laughs> Not the Rubbermaid match, because that's the bins he carries with him. It's yeah. funny <laughs> you should say that. The Rubbermaid match between <laughs> James Drake and Dave, Deadly Damon Lee, who are on one victory apiece at this point will take place on December 28th at Longfield Sweet and Presswich and it will be a match strap in where all bins are legal <laughs> every bin all bins are legal all bins are legal and if you don't understand why that's a big deal futureshockinfinite.com 
see how this this has developed over the last few months. Escalated. Escalated. <laughs> it started at Lotto Thunder in in July, and it has been on collision course ever since. Hogan Andre, Rock Austin, Finkel, and Downtown Bruno, whatever his name. It was Downtown Bruno. Yeah, it was. It? But, but yeah, Harvey Whippleman. Harvey Whippleman. And, um, and now finally... Damon Lee and James Drake. Chicken in a bin. Chicken in a bin. Will we see chicken in a bin? Mm. Right. Or will it be GYT standing for God, you're trash? Oh, oh. We'll I find forgot. out. Go to futureshotwrestling.com, get your tickets. Ringsides have sold out. It's going to be better than Panto. Oh, yes, it is. Wow. It felt like he'd worked on the plugs. No, he did well, didn't he? What do you want to plug, Matthew? Uh, I'm doing progress on Sunday. In Sheffield. Oh, yeah. Yeah. News to me. Uh, <laughs> snuck in again, haven't I, mate? Eh? So, Matt, what are you going to use your weekend off for? Uh, I don't know now. Oh, I'll tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to go and see John. We're going to have a nice chat about the Velveteen Dream. Uh, yeah, I am in. Stop, stop acting like you're not happy about so I'm that. I'm just going to send a message. Uh, okay. Uh, I was going to say nice things about, like, oh, you know, get tickets, but. Does this mean really I'm not doing out. Sheffield on Sunday now? <laughs> I mean, you can't buy a ticket, and we've sold 900 tickets, which makes it our biggest show outside of London that we've ever done. Because right. all the venues are the same size as, as the ball. That's by using me. Bringing in the big dog, <laughs> if your idea of a big dog is a greyhound. Is that, yeah? Hey, maybe still fast. Just, just a, just a, a wiry man with a sock over his dobby. Ah, oh, always dobby. Uh, the other thing that I should probably plug uh, that, that features both me and Chris is the the Jack Gallagher documentary, uh, which is now available on Vimeo.com forward slash on demand forward slash an extraordinary gentleman, uh, which has been. Very, very well received. Everyone's been very, very complimentary about it. Um, we were informed today that we, we made a certain podcast, we made certain bits of media, which is bizarre. Uh, but yeah, it's wicked. It's it's only, it's it's less than a tenner. Uh, you get a documentary, which is like 50 minutes, and then you get like loads of exclusives, which is one of the Q&As that we did at the show. There's even a Zach Gibson versus Jack Gallagher match on there, as well as a sit-down talk between them two and other bits and pieces. submission match? I think it is the submission yeah, match, yeah, which is you know all right. Um, <coughs> so yeah, go and check that out. And plus, you can go and look at me being slightly fat, which is dead weird. Oh, and also, I'm in really big baggy plevers at some point. You dude. can look at me and go, "You clearly didn't think about what you were wearing for this." What are you wearing? wearing Nothing at all. It's <laughs> me and Dobby hanging out. <laughs> like a red hot chili peppers video in 1992. Exactly. You were just wearing what you usually wear. Yeah. You don't have to wear a suit for everything. I know, yeah. I mean, this is different. This is the Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. Right. Hey, Jim, my eyes are up here. <laughs> so, <laughs> what we're going to do today is, myself and the two lads, we've come up with five names to put in the Tuesday Night Jaw Hall of Fame. This is a Tuesday Night Jaw episode, so there are rules. Rule number one. You can't suggest anyone who's already in the WWE Hall of Fame, which includes the legacy wing, which I wasn't aware of until I was doing some research for last week's podcast, that that's a thing that exists. So uh, it has a lot of people in it that um, uh, that you we might not necessarily want to put in, but people for, certainly from the early years of wrestling that are, are definitely on, uh, on the legacy wing of it. So um, you can't choose anyone who's already in the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, when, and this is something I didn't mention, but... Um, some suggestions that we're going to talk about today, both from ourselves and from uh, the listeners. Some people will eventually be in the WWE Hall of Fame. When they are, they will have to come out of this 
Hall of Fame and go into that one. Good lord! Uh, yeah. And I'm aware that's going to be a it's going to be a bone of contention for a lot of people. You know, no, no, being you know no, no. being taken out of a. I'm going to be all right. I think you're going to be all right. <laughs> um, so um, that's one. And the other thing is, you have to either be retired or over forty to be suggested. Um, the Wrestling Observer uh, Hall of Fame, you have to be over thirty five. Um, but you have to either be retired or over 40. Um, when I say retired, I mean from in-ring competition. If you've still got a job in wrestling, that's absolutely fine. Um, or a job. Or just a job. Now, um, um, can we talk about benefits? Do we get, Is this a bit like having your, your Merlin but, season pass? You're getting a free pen. You're getting a free pen of Michael Parkinson. So you get Tuesday Night Jaw for free oh, for the sweet. rest of your life, because I know you guys have all been paying the big bucks for it. Um, okay. And if you listen to this for free and you've pirated it, then, oh, hang on. No, no, podcasts are free, aren't they? Um, they, I mean, they get our love and admiration, and I'll probably, I'll probably make like a gif, a GIF? To, to to put everybody in. Oh, that's that's, that's beautiful. That's nice. Um, I would like to offer a ten percent discount to all members Easy. of the. How many people we're putting in? <laughs> hey, ten percent discount to everyone. To yeah. The class of twenty seventeen. <laughs> To come to all Future Shock Wrestling events, limited to two tickets per event, first come, first served, uh, email at info at futureshockwrestling.co.uk. We'll make you feel very welcome. I, I, will, uh, I will sort you, um, uh, John will kill me for this, but if you are in the 2017 school, uh, school what? School? Class. Class. <laughs> Show. Um, uh, for Murder. the Tuesday what? Night Jaw Hall of Fame, uh, I will hook you up with a code for nine months free. Uh, demand progress. I'll give you ten months free. It's <laughs> not bargaining. <laughs> why? Why did you just give them long enough to like gestate a child then? Because uh, you know, I did. Um, what are you going to give them? Nothing. Good. Good. Thanks for your generosity. Right. So, um, in fairness, though, Matt has just given them everything he has. Exactly. So, what we're going to do is, um, I'm going to tell you my five that are going in. Uh, I would like to go in. Then you do yours, Chris. Then you do yours, Matthew. And then we'll go through the listeners' suggestions. Now, this is how I propose that we do it. It's the first one, so we're going to put a load of people in. Okay. Right? I don't know how many that load of people is going to be. It's probably going to be 20. Mm. Okay? Now, um, in order for our suggestions to go in, they either need to be approved by two of us <laughs> out of three. So, out of our suggestions, if one of the other two go, yeah, he, can go, he or she can go in. Oh. They go in. Okay. Right? What we should do is we should send this to the Conservative government and just say, <laughs> look, if you think Brexit's a pain in the arse. Well, you, just, you said the subtitle for this is democracy doesn't work. That's um, it. So um, uh, the person who's got the most votes, both for myself and from the listeners, will be the headline marquee attraction in the, the class of okay. 2017. Um, by the way, uh, even, if, even if none of the three of us say that person's name, they're absolutely 100%... So far ahead, they're definitely the marquee name um, uh, at the at beginning, at the, the top of things. So, um, I give you my five. Uh, we'll discuss them um, as long as other people say yes, they they go in. Um, my, all five of mine are very very sensible suggestions, and I cannot think of a single reason why either of the two of you would say no. I'll find one. Yeah, when well, we've not got to your Dragon Gate based one yet, <laughs> have we? So, nope. <laughs> right. Suggestion number one from me. William Regal. Not in the WWE Hall of Fame. Is ten years... Don't both put your thumbs down. 
Um, he's definitely over 40 because he's 10 years older than me. 10 years and a day older than me. Um, um, and Jim, he's I'm, quite good. I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. Listen, I don't think your relationship with Mr. Regal is healthy. <laughs> I think I think it's a bit like Stockholm Syndrome. You, why, we, why are you allowing your abuser to take advantage? He's not my and abuser. Still, and you're still rewarding him. He's just him having a laugh. He's just, look, those times, those times he put me in headlocks and really hurt my ears. He was just having a laugh. It's fine. Just trying to get your ears to match the rest of you. I know. Um, but no, William Regal, um, without a shadow of a doubt, has to go in. He's not in the WWE Hall of Fame yet. He'll have to come out of this one when he inevitably goes in the WWE Hall of Fame um, on account of the fact that... Um, yeah, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. If I say someone who's on your list may be chipping. I mean, I think it's very safe to say that he's definitely on both our lists. Good. Okay, yeah. So without a, a shadow of a doubt. What, 100% in. Yeah, yes. I mean, not even not even for his services as a wrestler, like based on the fact of his current job and the opportunities mm. given to everyone, he deserves to be in there on that. So he almost should be in there twice. Yeah, I'd argue. Um, I mean, once as lo- Lord Stephen Regal, yes, and once as William Regal. And, and there's, I mean, it's not you think the amount of people's careers he gave a leg up to as well yeah. uh, Triple H's career he gave a leg up to yeah. um, you know it was meant to be tag team I think tag team champions with I believe with, so. uh, with Triple H in, in WCW and instead uh, Triple H went to WWE with his blessing I believe and yeah. like, that's that's it, that's it. Um, that, so he's uh, and everything he's been involved with at NXT all the people that he um, he feuded with when he was still an active wrestler in uh, in in NXT or or the the things that became NXT the one to one wrestling coaching he gave to Bill Goldberg that time <laughs> <laughs> that'll be in a speech you know you know that he hates that <laughs> so yeah William Regal your, your podcast yeah the one I would the only thing that I would like to suggest is that he's inducted by Marty Jones <laughs> but he'd like that. I, that's why I suggested yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Don't worry, you're laughing. I, I'm not laughing. I, you see, I love my, Marty. My, my suggestions initially to... Because we can talk about who in, in, <coughs> induces. That's the wrong word. I've, I've got a list. And it is a nine month. No, <laughs> no, I've got on my list, it's who's inducting them as well. Yeah, I've, I've got a few items wow. who inducts yeah. them as well. I thought the serious um, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Have you arranged translators stuff? for all of your wrestlers in there? I have, actually. <laughs> One of them's dead good. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd be prepared. It's like you guys have spent more than five minutes on this. Mm. Now, um, I initially thought that the best person to induct Mr. Regal into the Hall of Fame would be Robbie Brookside. Mm, yeah. Now I've changed my mind. It's got to be you, Jim. Because <laughs> the first ten minutes of him on stage after that will be golden. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe we just have a this is your life a segment instead and we surprise him, yeah, but he'd be so disappointed to be seeing me in front of him. That's what would be hilarious about it. It'd be all this amazing moments of like Brookside and Jones and all these it's, important people in his life and then you. It's a lovely surprise today. It's it's the second big surprise after I heard that Jim Smallman got a laugh once at one of his comedy nights. He, um, I tweeted something about... about um, I was backstage at the Doncaster Dome the other day where 1PW had a show once yeah, that G-Man that. was on. And um, big man, and and uh, they, they had them, you know them, them them heaters that lie down and look like jet engines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That look are not safe. No. And I took a picture of one. I went and strapped this to my comedy career. Waited ten seconds and went. I've just tagged Regal in this just so he knows there's uh, there's humour to be had at my expense. 
Um, like but the thing is, though, he got something wrong in there because I might not be very good at comedy, but I fucking work hard. <laughs> and he said, you have more days off than Father Christmas. Well, that's not true. I do four gigs a week. Hey, it's all right. Hey, it's hey. going to be okay. Just, I'm like, he's not going in. <laughs> no, he is going in. He's going in. He's going in because, um, all joking aside, uh, he, he, we all love him. He's a so. bloody national treasure. Plus, he is a national treasure. Plus, he wouldn't want to. Yes. I, I, I can't repeat... Uh, yeah, he'd hate going in. Uh, he'd be so, he'd be so annoyed. Um, I wished him happy Thanksgiving the other day, <laughs> <laughs> which is one of the funniest things I've ever done. You're thankful I'm not there with you, young man. <laughs> it was just I can't repeat what you said to me about, but it was great. Um, my second suggestion: um, uh, she is both uh, uh, she is over forty. I checked, uh, and also retired the other day in the greatest exhibition of streamers mm. ever used in professional wrestling history. Uh, she was number one on my list of top ten. Uh, female wrestlers of all time, and that is Minami Toyota, um, and mm. is the founder of at least thirty percent of wrestling moves you see in independent wrestling. At least the cool ones. All the cool ones. It's either put her in or the Hurricane, and I think obviously. <laughs> I don't know. Nightmare on Elm Street. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't that wasn't she didn't invent that. That was Kudo who invented that. Mm-hmm. That's Kudo Driver. But it was a joke about Shining Elms. I know, I know, but I'm just saying. God, God's sake. Also, that's a very bold claim about the streamers, because a lot of Joshi wrestlers, when they retire, have the sickest streamer Mm. games. I just think this is one that's probably been more popularised because GIFs are a thing. Didn't she also have like a 40-person battle royal? Yes, so she she wrestled hand-picked wrestlers. Yes. Um, She had uh, 41-minute long matches. That's it, yeah, yeah. It's a bit like doing Fast Fringe at the uh, in Edinburgh, where you have to go and do three minutes of your hour-long show. Look, all I'm saying is that's impressive that Antonio Noki attended his own funeral. Yeah, that is pretty impressive. <coughs> what a man. But he can't go in this because he's in the WWE. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. Um, Attend your own cremation, then I'll be impressed. <laughs> so um, I'm, I want Manami Toyota to go in. I don't know how you lads feel about this. Um, I'll, I'll let you take the clothes because I'll be honest, I don't know a great deal about her see, beyond beyond the the fact that I know her place in the grand scheme of things. I'm aware from a distance of what she's done. So obviously I know what she's done to inspire other wrestlers, male and female. Mm-hmm. I know that without, I'm going to guess that without her, you wouldn't have the situation in Japan with stardom, for example, at the moment, yes. which is helping wrestlers from all over the world go somewhere and it's almost like their version of the camps where they go and they train and they mm-hmm. work hard and you can see the difference it makes when when our, our initial inductee said when someone goes to Japan and comes back looking like they're a fighter rather than a show person so I have I have absolutely no objection whatsoever but I can't really add more than that see I'm 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 not a massive Joshi rest, like the wrestling fan but um, I think she, I think she's super important because unlike you know Bull Nakano, who's amazing as well for for so many reasons, now Aja Kong and like all of them sort of terrifying <laughs> uh, competitors. I think Toyota was the first one that, without being disrespectful, was just looked like a normal, you know, lady. And then the minute the bell rang, she was an absolute murderer. Yeah. And she was a phenomenal athlete. And I think it's a really good point about what you say about stardom, because obviously there's, there's a few other different promotions over there. I mean, but stardom is very, 
it's very visual promotion as well as as it is about skill um, because obviously like you got Kyrie saying you came from there who's as much about the presentation as 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 the thing but she's got that same thing that Tayota had that the that she's this very sweet almost you know unassuming person and then the minute that bell rings it's like you know the hellfire and brimstone so she she's a really good shout i think the only thing that would probably keep her out is is to a broader audience i think because we're very much an alternative hall of fame yeah i'm i i don't worry about things not yeah because i think i think the response when i um, so she got some votes from listeners as well, which, yeah. which kind of underlines the fact that people know she is. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the response when I did the the top ten female wrestlers list of people who've never heard of her and going and watching her and going, oh now I see where all that comes from. Yeah, um, uh, is I think is it is a big part. Of it. Even then, because I I in my head I did this slightly differently, <coughs> uh, mainly because I didn't pay attention, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> It's, At least you're honest. Uh, yeah, why, why lie to you people? You know, um, I I looked at this from a WWE Hall of Fame point of view, mm. but even from that point of view, they have the barriers have come down in many ways in that they are more than willing to start acknowledging folk who have never wrestled in Fuji, WWE. Fujinami's in, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah um, Fujinami and uh, Buckwinkle, and I and I can't imagine there won't be more going forward mm. to sort of embrace the legacy. A pro wrestler. Well, also as well, I think if you look at they, they put five or six people in every year. Mm-hmm. They're going to run out of people who have story WWE. Games, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to start looking at other people, especially when tenure gets shorter. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Very true. Um, so, right, Toyota's in. I think I, I, I think that's a positive I have enough. Chat. Absolutely no dispute about that. I think yeah. she should go in. I, I think for most of our fives, depending on how stupid Matthews is. <laughs> Um, I think most of our fives would probably, you know, we are the we are the gatekeepers of this. Um, oh, good lord! Uh, so, uh, number three for me, recently retired. Um, recently retired has to go in uh, because he's one of my favourite wrestlers of the last few years, um, and it was him or another Japanese wrestler, and that is Katsuyori Shibata. Um, nice. Uh, partly because I think the way his career has ended is horrible um and there's still japan being japan there's still people going oh he might wrestle he's not wrestling again this is the he got the same brain injury that killed a boxer two weeks later yeah like uh, um uh, so yeah so it people i think uh, this is the tuesday night jaw hall of fame and a constant thread throughout this is i get one tweet a week from someone going what's that Shibata Ishii match you bang on about all the time um, because it's one of my favourite ever matches and always will be um, and I think uh, the way that Shibata returned to the ring and did his little his tiny little cross-legged sort of promo that he did um, uh, where like seeing that level of emotion in Japanese fans from someone who apart from being the, the never openweight champion has never um, has never really been He's not really been a main eventer. He's been he's very also, respected. He's also a dirty traitor. Let's not forget. Like, he left New Japan, man. He did. He did. He walked out on him. And they didn't like him for it. So, for someone to come back in that was... And obviously get his head down and get on with it. Yeah, as yeah. well. It's like, all right, I get it. Um, I um, I love him. I, I he's, He will always be one of my favourite wrestlers. I'm sad I've never seen him <laughs> wrestle in person. 
Um, I'm sad I never got the opportunity to book him in progress, which um, I'm going to, a little spoiler here, not for the want of trying, we legitimately asked and we nearly got him a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's various contractual things that are a problem and there's also um, the fact that Japanese wrestlers are really expensive. Um, But um, he's my he was my <clears throat> ultimate wish list import wrestler to have wrestle for us, and um, uh, it's great that people have got to see him wrestle for Rev Pro in this country and for Ring of Honor in America. Um, but he will he re, he massively reignited my love of Japanese wrestling. It didn't need reigniting, but I just thought he's had a great few years, and um, I have to put him in. It would be weird for me to not put him in on my own podcast. Um, Thoughts, gents. Um, my only, and you know how much I love him as well. <coughs> I think my only, my only reservation is probably that there's, there's probably other New Japan guys more deserving who may well go in based on the listener suggestion. Okay, then yeah. that's that's my yeah. that's my only objection, and and maybe I, I, I'm trying to think how to word it. Like maybe he doesn't have the prestige. Uh, I, I'm, that others have the thing that gets me, and again, this is purely from a from a Hall of Fame point of view, mm. is it feels a bit like the the light that burns twice as bright burns half as long. He gave a great deal of himself mm. um, to be devil's advocate. You could argue that the nature of what he did and the way, and his exit from the business may well have influence the way folk feel about him. I oh, certainly influence in the, the way sense, I feel about exactly, him. Exactly, in, in that, in the sense of what might have been. I, I've never um, been as sad about a retirement mm-hmm. for a wrestler, ever. Yeah, I mean, and this is, I mean, it, was, it isn't just... And it's, I'm just it's happy, a, I'm happy he's not dead, Yeah, to exactly. be honest. Like, that's my main... I mean, even, yeah, even you, get, you get that level that guys like Edge, mm. um, and even Eddie Guerrero, who passed away, but mm. went in the Hall of Fame, because you can't deny what they did. Mm. Um, it's... And, and again, it's it's that sort of, if anyone else, if you look at anyone else who has achieved what he'd achieved, you probably go, I'm not sure whether they're Hall of Fame material. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's my only... I, I agree, thing, yeah. I agree, because I think this is the thing that I found hardest with this is, was was making it, it is it is it our Hall of Fame, as in our... Hall of mm-hmm. Fame, the three of us and everyone else that's on Tuesday Night Draw and our and our our listeners, or is it a Hall of Fame? That do you know what I mean? So I know what I went with my choices, which was it's my Hall yeah. of Fame, which I think I think's the but I, I think that's acceptable for us to do it amongst us and convince the other two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then we'll go through the listener suggestions. Yeah, and cool. Yeah, cool. As well. mm-hmm. um, but um, I mean, uh, I I couldn't have put five people together. He was the first. After Regal, he was the first one I wrote down, mm-hmm. and Regal was like an absolute given. I think. I think what's really interesting as well, though, is like. Oh, imagine Regal, Regal, Pete, New Japan Regal against Pete. No, Pete Shibata. No, because I need to sleep tonight, so let's not do that. Oh, um, so good. <laughs> I think what's really important about him and, and Ishii is that in a time in New Japan where strong style has gone out of fashion in terms of on, on an overall promotion, they have helped influence that style all over the world if that mm. makes sense because they were the ones sort of the last two there's others obviously but they they were the most you know focal two that were really still going in there and doing that well i style. I, I look at if shibata wasn't as massively over and massively successful as he was 
um, then the way that guys like Volta wrestle would not be um, would not get the reaction that it currently gets. Uh, the way that Matt Riddle wrestles, because Matt Riddle is an MMA fighter who does wrestling. Yeah. <coughs> and obviously, Shibata left wrestling and went into MMA for a bit. Um, uh, not probably, not with massive success. No, I was going to say, probably shouldn't have bothered a bit. Um, but, um, but I think that style of wrestling has much more of a home because of people like him yeah. popularising it in, in yeah. this day and age. Absolutely. Um, which is my, my reason. So, uh, what I'm going to do with our suggestions is I'm going to say... Is there any obje- unless we've got big objections about putting people in? I think we put our suggestions in. Yeah, cool. So, I'm cool with that. Yeah, um, unless we have violent, and I could only see as maybe having violent, uh, uh, violent exceptions to probably the one comedy one that Matt will inevitably put on his list. Uh-huh. One. Um, uh, my fourth choice, um, sadly no longer with us. Um, I. We talked about him a little bit on uh, one of the roundtables that we did recently. Um, I think there's there's various stages to his career. His high flying that he did in the early 90s. Um, his tag team work that he did in the mid 90s. His insanity that he did in the late mid 90s. Um, uh, and then, unfortunately, his, his early passing. And that's Brian Pillman, mm. I would like to put in. Um, I, I, I think Pillman will go in the WWE Hall of Fame one day. Um, in the same way, I think Regal will go in it. Um, but I, my appreciation for Brian Pillman was was good when I got back into wrestling in 1998 <clears throat> mm-hmm. and I went back and bought sort of 96, 97, 98 pay-per-views and he was, he was brilliant mm-hmm. and seeing his part in the, um, in the Hart family and stuff like that was great. But, um, but if you take his, his stuff with Liger and his tag team with Steve Austin and his ECW run where he worked everybody including actual wrestling promoters like imagine be able to convince your boss yeah give him a release because what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to work the internet and Eric Bischoff going yeah alright and then him going straight to Vince and going do you want to sign me now I've been released <laughs> absolute genius yeah. what a legend um, he's the person who popularised um, the work shoot slash actual shoot slash he, he, so many things he actually introduced to the world of wrestling that we don't realise. And so much of it was to to disguise the fact he couldn't really work anymore because his leg was the consistency of eggshells. So, um, obviously had a very tragic end and had a, 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 was cut very short and, and, and certainly, <coughs> certainly had his problems outside of the ring. But um, uh, I, I think it's very sad what happened to him because I, I think with the wellness program in place that it is now and people being put through rehab in the same way that Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero passed away because of years, what years of abuse mm. had done to his body. But by the time he passed away, he was definitely a redeemed human being. Mm. And I think that would have happened with Brian Pillman. He might not yeah. have lived because he'd, he'd been, he was ill when he was a kid. He had cancer yeah. when he was a kid, didn't he? Yeah. So he'd, he'd been ill, he'd not been well for most of his life. So, I, I, you know, he might not have lived to this point. But I think he would have found a point where he would have found a bit of redemption. So, um, Brian Pillman, for me, uh, I would like to put him in. Um, do you lads have any objections? No. None whatsoever. It's just, it's, it's, again, it's one of those ones where when you stop and think about the butterfly effect of him doing that, would we have, would we have seen Steve Austin do what he did, potentially, yeah. had Brian Pillman not? done essentially the same thing earlier on in the year. You know, people influence each other. It's just, it's... 
I mean, he's got a lot to answer for in the fact that there are still folks who don't know when to keep their mouths shut. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's folks who, in the sense of, <coughs> see what you're trying to do. You're not Brian Pillman. Stop it. Yes. Yeah. But, and that's the problem when something something works. The amount of people who try and mess around with it, mm-hmm. and you know, and um, they see it work in one place and go, oh, we can definitely do that. No, take the wrong part away no, from no, him. But yeah, he's and if across his whole career, you know, especially with like in the nineties, it's easy to forget how different what he was doing with mm-hmm. Liger was at that point. He was, he was tremendous. Um, right, Pillman's in. Four of mine are in. The fifth one, you're both going to agree to put him in. Uh, he's a friend of Tuesday Night Jaw. Uh, he's a friend of mine, which I'm quite proud to say, and that's Johnny Saint. Um, the reason I like professional wrestling, which is the main reason he went in, because he's the first wrestler, I've told this story repeatedly, the first wrestler I ever watched on TV that I liked. I'd seen wrestlers on TV. I didn't like any of them until he came along. Um, Love him to bits. Uh, it was great to see him in Manchester, the WWE shows the other week, because I'd forgotten what a lovely fella he is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, did Tuesday Night Jaw, had a chat with me, which was really nice. Immediately offered me a sandwich the minute I walked in, and then I realised he'd been speaking to Regal, and that's why he did it. Made me like him even more. <laughs> what a legend. He just went, oh, can I get you anything? Get you a sandwich? I was like, no, I'll be fine, Johnny. Hang on a minute. Um, so, um, love him for that. I spent uh, uh, time this year at the Performance Centre in Orlando, training new wrestlers and blowing their minds with the stuff that this little unassuming 76-year-old man knows. Um, I love him to bits. Um, he is exactly what British wrestling's about. Without him, all the... I know from that era, people talk about Giant Haystacks and Big Daddy, and I get why they were big attractions for a, 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 an entertainment market because they were on mainstream television. But wrestlers like Johnny and Marty Jones and Rollerball Rocco and people like that, they, they, were the, they were the reason that British wrestling was so respected around the world. Um, and because Johnny was there before a lot of them, uh, I think that's the reason he has to he has to go in. So, um, uh, yeah. Any objections? Absolutely not. No. He, he, he also he'd kill us if we had any. Yeah, um, <laughs> with one finger. Um, uh, yeah, I, I I agree with what you said about um, haystacks and daddy. Um, but again, I think I think <clears throat> for me, Johnny Saint is that style of British wrestling, that world sport. British, you know, British style. That he um, <coughs> he did everything. You know, he had he had his had a good amateur background. You know, he was I'm trying with Billy Robinson, didn't he? Exactly. So, you know, yeah. uh, he's he had the the charm and comedy, but then he also had the ability to have absolutely blinding matches. Some of which were light years ahead of the time. I was um, still having amazing matches uh, this decade in Shikara. Yeah. Which is mind and late last decade in Japan. I, I think that I think that's a, another thing as well. Of of I think he's in much in the way that a lot of you know Americans will, will hope that English people or British people are basically everyone from Dalton Abbey. I think everyone that thinks about British wrestlers always think of Johnny Saint, and yeah. you know look at the wrestlers in in America that have been heavily influenced by that. Obviously, Shakara is a big one. Um, I think for that reason, he is extremely important, if not the the most important. Mm. Plus, it, again, it's that British thing. He is... You can't imagine being stressed in his presence, can you? He's quite calming. You can imagine he's got a thermos and a tartan blanket in the yeah. back of his car all it, year round. He eats a lot. 
I went for dinner. Me and John went for dinner with with Johnny and William Regal and William Regal's wife. So we all went for dinner together. And we went to a place in Orlando called Hotto Potto. Great name. Which is uh is amazing. It's great if you vegetarian like me and John right and it and it's brilliant and you go in and it's one of those uh, it's a Chinese restaurant where you have like a hot pot in the middle of your table mm-hmm. and you put broth in it and you just put food in and cook it so um, Regal and, and Johnny and, and, and Mrs. Regal had all put their stuff uh, had all got loads of meat and fish and stuff like that <coughs> and me and John had got loads of veggie stuff and you just sit and cook it and we ordered like anything like this, like going to a buffet place. You always order too much food. Mm-hmm. And when Regal, had, and Regal can eat a bit. Like he's a big lad. You forget he's six foot four. You forget yeah. that or six three, I think. So you forget that. And and they've eaten him and his wife have eaten loads and loads. And and we're all done. And we're there another half an hour as Johnny eats everyone else's food that's still left over. Who was up? And he's he's five foot six. Yeah. Like and there's this thing that the older you get your appetite drops so how much was he eating when he was 30 <laughs> like, that's what I want to know um, I, I've, I've said to Johnny because he, he does live near me and I've said to him I'd really like him to come to a progress show um, which would be lovely um, because it, the company means a lot to me and he means a lot to me um, but also I'm hoping to do maybe a, a, even a, a second chat with him for Tuesday Night Joe because he's just a nice fella yeah, um, you know, keeps himself to himself, likes wrestling, but he's he's very happily retired now. Yeah. So. Plus, if you're listening, Johnny, don't forget you get ten percent off. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, buy sometime. So that's my five, all of whom have gone in: mm-hmm. uh, Regal, Toyota, Shibata, Pillman, Saint. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Uh, one of yours was Regal, Christopher. Yep. Who's your next one? Well, to, to preface this, I must say uh, I got a bit confused. 
one, because I don't pay attention, and two, because initially the idea that I pitched to you was that we were trying to put our own version of next year's WWE yeah. Hall of Fame together. Yeah. So I was kind of stuck in that in that mindset. So my my picks were folk that I could see going into next year's Hall of Fame. Which is acceptable because when the listeners suggested theirs, there's quite a lot of those you go, oh, that's a really obvious one, yeah. because they're very big WWE stars. Okay. So um, who's first? Okay, um... The first one is a guy that I saw in picture form long before I saw him wrestle and immediately blew my mind mm-hmm. uh, in photo form. Middlesbrough striker Paul Wilkinson. <laughs> it's the first sticker why, I ever got Why, sticker why are you looking Good. over my shoulder? <laughs> here. He's here. He's got a perm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically, it's the Great Mooter. Which is a blinding choice. Fantastic. Um, uh, he did get a couple of listener votes. <coughs> Um, both under the name Great Muto and his real name. Uh, Kevin Muto. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Muto is his name. Um, Could be Keith. I don't know. Whatever. When I was a kid, one of my favourite wrestlers, because I'd never seen anything like him, and the reason that I want someone in British wrestling, Lycos, you do it, right? It'd suit Lycos. Someone start spitting mist in British wrestling. Yeah. It's my favourite gimmick in wrestling. I'll do it. Shall Fuck I, it. I'll be clear heel and I'll do shall it. Shall I explain to you why you won't see a lot of misting in British wrestling? Why? Okay, two reasons. One, it's harder than it looks. Oh, I know. Because, I've tried to. I've tried to because, spray stuff. Um, we for a little while had a valet on Future Shock who used, and her gimmick supporting her team was that she would mist. She yep. used the poison mist. Now we end up with two issues. One um, is that if you don't mist someone, you're basically gobbing in their face. So I which would, is awkward. I would add to this when British Strong Style <laughs> were doing their water spraying thing. There's a lot of gifts of the three of them doing it in slow motion. Watch Pete every time it happens. <laughs> Pete's got a gum shield in. He can't do it. <laughs> so he just, he just dribbles on himself. <laughs> and it's brilliant. You can t- every time, every time one of them hands him the bottle, you can see him going, oh, I don't want it. <laughs> can he not get so gum- good. Can he not get a custom gum shield with a little hole in it? <laughs> I remember that, that way you could do a little jet. Yeah, I remember. I remember laughing at him about it, and him going, going, yeah, no, I, I can't, I can't do it, right? Because the gum shield, I went, that's acceptable. Also, you try telling some of the people who own wrestling rings that you hire from that you want to spray mist all over their mat. You see, for me, we own our own canvas, mm-hmm. so it's slightly more acceptable. Um, it's just my favourite thing ever. Oh, it's great, and I'm, I'm aware it wasn't Muta's invention; mm-hmm. it was Great Kabuki's invention. Um, and then Tajiri did it afterwards, and, and various other people. And Bushi does it, doesn't he, in New Japan at the minute? Yeah, man. Um, mm-hmm. Which means you can do it with a mask on. So Lycos, get involved, Lycos. Get healed up, and then get missed in people. I mean, you've already spoke. You spoke in a progress ring the other day, um, where you told Zach Gibson to fuck off. <laughs> um, and um, get missed in people. There we go. Um, anyway, carry on. Yeah, so Grant Muta, who did... It became the blueprint for Japanese wrestlers going forward. Um, make a name for yourself. Blueprint, which was, of course, freezing. And then the green print would have been blindness. I forget all the myths stand for. <sighs> yeah. There's a lilac print, um, which is like Febreze. Nice. Basically, that... Tyler Febreze and Fandango. It does, it, indeed. <laughs> okay. And then there's the octarine, <laughs> which is sorcery. Mm. Nice octarine. I mean, the other reason Muta should go in is he invented the Muta scale, mm-hmm. which is a big, a big part of professional wrestling history. I'd argue it's a bigger part of using like jaw. 
<laughs> it is a massive part of Tuesday Night Jaw history. Mm. Um, I have no objections whatsoever to Great Moose going in. Absolutely not. He's he's made many a list on here of favourite people. Yeah. So brilliant. Yeah. Good first choice. We're up to six inductees. Great. Okay. Right. Um, and now uh, next one. Someone who's often forgotten for the role that she played in terms of being one of the linchpins. Other names get thrown around before hers as being part of this little glory era-esque of women's wrestling in WWE. Um, People go talk about Trish and they talk about Lita, but they don't talk about Molly Holly as much Mm. as they should. Well, a fair few listeners did. Ah. So, um, based on... So, I, I heard... Uh, I think with Colt doing Colt's podcast it was either Colt's podcast or, or Jericho Austin they're the three I tend to listen to um, along with my own and, and Flash Morgan Webster's and and I I was fascinated by her because she's 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 quite a complex individual in the mm-hmm. I think there was definitely a point where she fell out of love with wrestling mm-hmm. and then she's kind of fallen back in love with it again and um, had great matches back in the day um, and was and again, I think the fact that she was she was different, and this is not this is not me judging someone based on their appearances, but she did not look like Trish or Lita. No, no. did and uh, and Trish and Lita were both great wrestlers. Trish became a great wrestler, and Lita was Lita was good to start with because she'd been to Mexico and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think um, people like Molly Holly and Ivory as well were both mm-hmm. dead good and and mm-hmm. certainly visually more unassuming, but really really amazing in what they did. And and again. This is what's brilliant about women's wrestling now is people are being judged on their talent rather than what they look like, mm-hmm. which is how men's wrestling's... I say how men's wrestling's kind of always been. It hasn't because certainly in the 80s, you know, how many how many veins you had popping out your muscles probably had but quite a lot more It's to still do that. It's a visual business. Yeah. So you will be judged on the way you look <laughs> unless... It's you something know. I find yeah, distasteful because exactly. it's not how I would... I, I, I work in comedy mm-hmm. where, and you know this... People end up on television because they're more presentable looking than certain comedians that we could name who are better comics. And that happens all the time. Me. Um, I didn't want to say that, but it is you. Um, but yeah. And, I've got and, a suit now. But, but that is, it, it is how every form of entertainment works. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think Molly Holly's a, a good shout. And again, knowing that the listeners had enthusiasm for Molly Holly, I, I, I have no yeah. objection to that. Do you, Matthew, have an objection? I don't have an objection. Um, <laughs> oh, but, God, I don't like the intonation. No, no, no. I don't. I don't have an objection, but I, I do feel we are at a point where, um, because the Beth Phoenix of the world and the mm. Trishes and Litas, we are now looking back and having that moment of, oh yeah, she was dead good, but I, I, I don't. I just again, it's 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 the problem I had before with Shabbat is I don't know if she's had the influence. I that would, others I, have had. It's around that time, in terms of, and I, I'll admit there was a little part of me thinking like a, a WWE Hall of Fame list. So mm-hmm. I've, I've got my obvious yeah, yeah. one. I've got my because that got does have a headliner, a mid card, yeah, 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 for yeah, sure, yeah, for sure. Sure. yeah. Um, And I, I, I've, it's, it's getting a women's wrestler who I felt because all of the ones that have gone in so far. And it because it's sort of one a year seems to be the pattern. Mm, yeah. It's I think it's time that she got to do. And if it's easy to forget again that the part she played at WrestleMania twenty when she volunteered to have her head shaved as part of this yeah. one of the marquee matches, and it became 
quite a big deal. But again, because of how fast everything moves, it was very, very quickly forgotten. Mm. Um, plus her time in WCW um, mm. alongside Randy Savage. Which, which is what forgotten. she spoke about on that podcast. Which, is what, which has been forgotten about by everyone except Glenn Joseph. Because yes. it happened in 1999. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Glenn knows. WCW. Which he knows. Miss, Miss Madness. He but fucking she, knows. She was the one who could wrestle when no one else could. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. Like I said, the only, again, I, it's not an objection. It's just that thing of, I think it's like a, an asterisk. Of yeah. Like, yeah. An asterisk. Uh, Asterix is a French. Oh, it is, isn't it? It's one of my. It's one of my. Um, it's an obelisk. It's one of my pet peeves of mispronunciations. Um, I hate that people say Pacific instead of specific, um, and th- this is the thing that winds me up more than anything. When someone goes, oh, I've just got to, I've just got to itch myself. You haven't. You've got a sc- it's an itch. Yeah, itch. Yeah, and this is why you're my friend because I, I, and I just did admit you're my friend on air, and I, I regret oh, it immediately. Oh, you ruined everything. Um, because <laughs> Regal bullies me and I bully you that's how it works yeah. um, but, and I bully but yeah, myself people um, people saying that they they itch themselves no you don't you scratch maybe they, maybe right. they do because maybe they irritate themselves <laughs> so much that... just to check what is it specifically about that oh. Oh. god boom right Molly Holly she's in who's next thanks and stuff um, I'm going for a trick shot I'm going for a two for one John Virgo yeah. Get your waistcoat on, lad. Come on. Pot as many balls as you can. I realise that my John Virgo is very similar to my William Regal. <laughs> but still good. I think we all also, each other. John Virgo is John Virgo a scouser? He is, yeah. Wasn't very scouse. He's, 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 no, he's Liverpudlian, he's not scouse. There's a difference. It's like Ricky Tomlinson's a Liverpudlian. He doesn't have a scouse accent. He has like a posh. Oh, scouse to me. Posh Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, I've what? got a nose. Southport. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Warrington. <laughs> no, no, the best thing about Warrington, bless you, if you are from Warrington, I'm sorry. But <laughs> if you're a stand-up comedian, there's the certain towns like you. If you're in a, if you're in a city, and if you're in London, and you want to bring up another city to mock, you nearly all, in London. It's so in London, it's Croydon, right? Right, yeah, rightfully so. Right. Rightfully so, so in London, it's Croydon. Um, but Warrington's got that weird thing and you can use it in two cities you can use it in Liverpool and Manchester yeah, and go where are you from Warrington and everyone goes ha ha you um, if you're in Warrington it's Runcorn <laughs> if you're in Runcorn it's weird. give up if you give up just <laughs> if you're in Runcorn it's Runcorn East <laughs> um, Barry one of the most disused <laughs> tube stations I've ever been in what yeah. Runcorn there's not been a train here for ever <laughs> What Roncon East? I have to get to, I have to get a train to Roncon East every month to go to Fight Club, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bizarre. That's depressing. Is your wrestler at the end of it? That's why I swear so much on Fight Club. <laughs> um, so. so you can't spell Roncon without well, quite a few things. No. So uh, speaking of foul mouth tirades, um, it's the story of two brothers called Rick and Scott. Rick and Scott Steiner. You put Steiner. them both in. Yeah. Oh, that's controversial. Now, okay. so I will say, listeners, a few listeners suggested Scott. Mm-hmm. No listeners suggested Rick. However, I am a massive enthusiast for the Steiner's work in killing undercard wrestlers in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I watched I watched one of their matches on a, a WCW clash, uh, clash show the other week. Which was those guys against Hiroshi Hayes? Oh, it was uh, it was Wrestle One Ninety Two. Wrestle One Ninety Two and Izuka, who is obviously still wrestling. Yeah, with mental gimmick. With the mental gimmick, I know exactly the match. Yeah, it's, it's and they kill him. Yeah, they actually murder him. Um, and there's one point where um, it wasn't Hiroshi Hayes, was it? It was um, 
Who's he teaming with? I was say Jumbo Saruta, I think. Was it Jumbo? I forget. Um, no, it wasn't Jumbo because it was, it was two New Japan guys. Might have been Fujinami. It's someone. No, no, it was, it, it was this the Steiners match? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't Hayes. It had Hayes, yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, <coughs> anyway, <laughs> Rick and Scott, um, big enthusiast for them. Why do you want to put them? Because, to me, they are my tag team. They're the ones that blew my mind. Because, I again, back in the days of VHS and No Sky, the Road Warriors, the Legion of Doom, looked imposing. Mm. But when I saw them, I was like, they're all right. But when I watched the Steiner brothers versus Vader and Mr. Hughes, <laughs> seeing them literally throw these big dudes around. And um, again, we, we were kind of the victims of, of lost, you know, diminished returns in many ways. But if you were of a certain age, the first time you saw Frankensteiner blew your mind. Yeah. They were doing stuff that no one else was doing. And I think the fact that I think, their singles runs. Rick did more before the Steiner brothers, yeah. and Scott did more in the varsity. In the varsity club, yeah. wasn't he? And, and Scott did more after. <coughs> but I mean, they're they're. He's not good at maths, is he, Scott Steiner? Like that's the main thing we need yeah. to point out. But he's neither am I. In terms of their their place in the business, you can't deny it. And whenever you say to someone, "What's the best tag team of all time?" Someone's going to throw the Steiners out there, and. Again, this is my, my cliche. If I if you say who's the best tag team of all time, and someone says the Steiner brothers, you might not agree, but you wouldn't say they were mental. No, they were they were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, them going to WWE in the mid nineties it killed it a little bit for them because I don't feel they were ever the same after that. Although, the, if you go watch some old episodes of Raw from ninety three ninety four, mm-hmm. not happy. <laughs> and watch them murdering jobbers. There was um a there photo. was Steiner screwdriver on an episode of Raw. There was mm-hmm. um. For no reason. It's not even the pimp. There was a photo in WWF magazine after the match with the Beverly Brothers at the Royal Rumble where I remember as a, as a teenager looking going, how do they do that safely? Which was just, it was a photo of one of the Beverly's literally in midair of a Rick Steiner German suplex. Yeah. Having the Jimmy Havoc moment where he goes, I probably should have landed by now. Yeah. Um, how do they do it safely? There's an answer here. They don't. Um, I can imagine Scott going, I'm fine. I, so. to, to to enable us to put numbers in better, and I, I do feel that your your suggestion is much more for them as a tag team, but whilst they both did have singles runs that were worthwhile, I would prefer to put them in as a tag team um, and have them as one inductee. Obviously, mm-hmm. they both go in, but one inductee as a tag team because I feel that's their best legacy. Mm-hmm. Certainly, like, I know Scott Steiner did a lot, certainly in WCW and in TNA and places like that, but it was never my cup of tea as a singles wrestler massively. But as a tag team wrestler, he's one of my all-time favourites. So um, I, I, that's my um, my executive decision I'm going to make is them going in as a tag team rather than as individuals. But haven't you told people... I have, but a lot of people misinterpreted the rules and suggested tag teams, which we'll get to in a minute. As, okay. a, uh, as a way to get two for the price of one, whereas I'm fully aware that that is the end of my yeah. suggestions. Okay, all right. Cool. <coughs> right, the Steiners, in. in. Yeah, sure. So we're up to eight. Okay. Matthew, your suggestions. Obviously, one was William Regal, so you've got four left. Yeah, Regal, inducted by Marty Jones. Because, uh, because. Uh, so, I, I again, like, I didn't, I didn't, I probably wasn't as strict as Chris, but I did try to have the WWE thing in mind. Yeah. Sort of. Sort of. Um, so, my, my second one, technically, 
is Sarah Del Rey. Um, uh, was only suggested the once um, by uh, listeners. However, um, if I hadn't put Manami Toyota in, yes, would have been my other. This is exactly what I did. Um, I basically had to choose, and I chose Sarah because I've seen more of her work. Uh, and again, her, her influence and presence at NXT. Well, yeah. So everyone who's dead good, um, uh, every female wrestler that's dead good, I'm, plenty of male wrestlers who are dead good, mm-hmm. is down to her. Yeah, that's she is it. brilliant. She is, and, and and like I, I implore people to go back and watch the um, <coughs> the matches with Claudio Castagnoli and Shakara uh, among. Several other matches that she had in Shakara because they were genuinely amazing. I, I have a weird thing watching watching couples wrestle each other. Now I don't know if they were together at the time because they are a couple, aren't they? I don't. Yeah, I don't, um, they are now. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think they're married. I could yeah. be wrong. Um, but I, I, I don't know if let's say me and my wife are both wrestlers. I don't know if we would have a better or a worse match for being married. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how that. It's a good point. How that works because there's times when you're watching an indie show and you'll know that people are in a couple and they're in like a multi-man match or something like that, and you'll go, "How's this? I don't understand so how what, this works." What you're saying is you think you might take your wife's head off of a clothesline because no. you didn't wash the dishes. I, no, I think my wife would murder me. Yeah, <laughs> that's we, good. We well, look, I know, which way I know, but it's, I know it's, it's his podcast though. He's got to keep some sense of dignity. No, no, I, no. Have no. you been listening to this for the last year and a half? No, there's no. I have no dignity left. Okay. That's fine. Uh, I also want her to be inducted by Mike Quackenbush because how good would that speech be? As Quack goes full like next <laughs> do you think, level. Do you think possibly you mental. Know, Jesse Ventura and David Icke could be there going, "This guy's a bit unhinged, isn't he?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As as Quack. Well, I told the story about Quack once. I was going to write a book about wrestling where I travelled from um, Philadelphia all the way to when WrestleMania was in uh, Arizona, mm-hmm. and I was going to take my dad who doesn't like wrestling. And try and go and watch loads of indies and, and go to places that used to be important to wrestling. Mm-hmm. So go to Amarillo on the way and stuff like that. And um, I emailed Mike Quackenbush and went, I don't know if you've got a Shikara show that we could maybe come to. And he emailed me back, massive email, just going, come stay at mine. It's no problem. Just come and hang out. Nicest man in the world. Just come and hang I out. I also with me. feel like they would do a storyline to get to the Hall of Fame <laughs> that would be like, I don't know, like they take Sarah Del Rey's eye out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, something insane just for an induction. Um, I am 100% on board with Sarah Del Rey going in uh, and injections. None whatsoever, Christopher. Good. Marvellous. Good. We're off to a solid start. Okay, so. Mm, which one do I go with next? Okay, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with this is the most me choice in the world ever, <laughs> and I, I openly admit this, and I openly expect this to be shot down. Uh, but my my next pick is Milano Collection AT. So you, yeah, of course, it's sell it. us, sell him to us. Okay, so the reason why it's Milano, number one, he's also the current commentator of New Japan Wrestling, uh, which is brilliant. Is he retired? He is retired, absolutely, and he's over 40. I believe Good. he's 41. Good, then that's that. He, he, he ticks all the boxes. Um, was part of... Uh, was he the one who was part of Alex Wright's stable at WCW? No, that was Magnum Tokyo. That's the one. Yeah. Um, the reason why I chose Milano out of, of the rest of the Toramon lads um, is because he's the one that, towards the end, before he got hurt, was going to go beyond that crazy world that he was in. Uh, he also, he was, he's the reason why Toramon and Dragon Gate was successful because he was part of the uh, T2P class, which was the second class that came in uh, that then led to 
all the stuff with like Dragon Kid and, and Darkness Dragon and then all the current people there now, like Naruki Doi was in that class and Masato Yoshino was in that class. Um, and then when he left uh, Dragon Gate, which was literally turned into, he went to New Japan. I believe, and someone might correct me on this, I'm pretty sure he's one of Best of the Super Juniors. Because he was a member of CTU, which was Liger's faction with yeah. Devitt and co. Um, I'm going to look it up right now, he's talking. Cool. And he also, obviously, like he also went stateside as well. Again, Shikara was another place he went, but wrestled the likes of Chris Hero. <coughs> I think he might have wrestled Chris Hero in IW Mid-South, IWA Mid-South. I believe that was something mental like that. But he, he went down to um, Texas Wrestling Academy, um, and he was starting to become... He won the Best of Super Juniors tournament in 2007, beating uh, Wataru Inoue. In the final. There you go. Uh, he also took part in the G1 that year as well. Um, and got to the semi-finals of the G1 Tag League with Hiroki Goto. There you go. So like he was he was on his way to becoming more... Oh God, I've just read about how he, why he retired. Can I just read this Yeah, out? go so for it, yeah. Um, on January the 18th, 2010, uh, Sawafuji, his real name, um, announced his retirement from the professional wrestling world because of an inferior oblique muscle palsy Bought on by an excessively strong thrust kick to the eye. Yep. Fuck. Oh yeah, you got properly Fuck. messed up. God! I mean, that will definitely make his invisible dog invisible. See, what I think is, is interesting about this is that you allowed me to put your batter in. Mm-hmm. But personally, firstly because you understood what it meant to me, but also because you, you then looked at what the bigger picture was that he has helped a certain style of wrestling be more popularised. We both were fine with Molly Holly going in even though mm-hmm. she wouldn't necessarily be one of our choices because again, the way Christopher sold it means it makes sense. I am absolutely fine with him going in because mm-hmm. especially the, the influence that Toriman and, and Dragon Gate had and, and, and people forget that Dragon Gate in Japan, I was talking to, to John and Glenn about this, I love Japanese wrestling. I'm desperate to find some excuse for us to have a business trip to Japan uh, ideally one day to put a show on there. And and we were looking, and we know we have fans in Japan because because uh, Will Ospreay told us he saw a load of knockoff progress t shirts <laughs> and shows he was doing, um, uh, which is nuts. But um, so I, I I love Japan, but I was explaining to like I think it was John who really likes Dragon Gate, and I was explaining to him that Dragon Gate's odd in that we like it here, mm. but if we were Japanese dudes, it's a lot less acceptable. Certainly for me yeah. as a, a nearly forty year old man to watch Dragon Gate. Yeah. But Dragon Gate made more young people come back to wrestling at a exactly. time when wrestling was struggling. And like I think Milano as well wasn't a typical Dragon Gate guy because he wasn't just loads of high flying. Like he was, he did a lot of technical stuff. Like he yeah. used to do the Winds of Knot, which is, I believe it's the Paradise Lock. Someone's going to correct me on that. Um, and because he used to do the one where he'd tie them into the ropes and do the big... Uh, Paradise Lock is an over-rotated Delphin Clutch. Oh, okay. So it's not that one then. Um, he's good. he's got a move named after like Emporio. Uh, he's got Emporio Armani shoe, That's which is it. a middle rope springboard Boom, moonsault. moonsault. And then there's one where it's like Armani shoe exchange, which is a middle rope springboard corkscrew. Yeah, because because of his gimmick. But that's what I mean. He was like this. <laughs> um, I just realised these moves go Italian stretch, yeah. octopus chicken wing, Italian stretch number eight, yeah, which is a straight jacket triangle choke. Italian stretch number 32. Yeah. Which is a Koji. Can you understand 32 if you haven't seen the previous 32? Yeah. He's going in just for that. I have seen bits and bobs of his stuff. Yeah. Um, because, um, again, I'm a nerd. 
but so I'm aware of him not to the level that you are, but you are Torimon. Torimon, um, no. Torimon man. Yes. Torimon man. Uh. Um, so I have no. I think I think you've sold it well enough. I have no objections. I'm going to object. It'll still go in, but I'm just feeling difficult. Good. Good. He's going to be inducted by Ultimo Dragon as well. Nice. So I, I thought that'd be good. pronounced Dragon. Dragon. Uh, uh, the Ultimate Dragon of WCW fans. Ultimate Dragon. The ultimate Dragon. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, I know you're dead good at wrestling, Ultimo, but what we'd like you to do now is wrestle in front of a load of bikers who are going to be a little bit racist about you. Um, what a weird place WCW was. Um, next, you've got two left. Yes. So I think he's reached peak hipster with that one. He can't out yeah. hipster that. Wait, wait and see. If no, 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 no. So my next two, one's deadly serious and absolutely should be in, and the other one is deadly serious and should absolutely be in. Um, so <laughs> that last one's going to be just I'm a pop tea can. I'm warming up my slapping okay. hand. Uh, so my next entrant is Jujin... Thunder Liger. Yeah, I'm going to write that down on the list now because there's yeah, absolutely you, no objections can you put whatsoever. Him in just because of the video highlight reel that used to air on the wrestling channel. <coughs> it was brilliant. Liger, Liger, Liger. Yes, uh, the reason why I chose Liger out of, say, for instance, Tiger Mask, uh, Great Sasuke, and even Olimo, which is he's. The man, in my opinion, was I think Liger's the one that has been consistently amazing. Like since day one, he's been absolutely on the ball. Day one ish. Day one ish. Yeah, juice ish. Day one is H. You are correct. Day one is H. Um, <laughs> the best. Not to be confused with Hayabusa, um, but Liger Hayabusa. is uh, Hayabusa. Is he that that Dutch high flyer. Yes. I don't Chris Akabuki then, didn't I? Abusha! Um, <laughs> Christ, I'm, I feel like I'm having a breakdown. This is good. Um, so Liger, yeah, so Liger's going in because he's because he's bloody Jujin from the Liger. Because he palm strikes people in the face. Correct. Uh, um, he also kicked over Vader's smoking fluffy head. If you've not seen the <laughs> give, we'll And ran away like a, like a... Like a scally and sulfur. Yes, a scamp. Also, Correct if I'm wrong, didn't Liger have a brain tumour and come back to rest after it? Probably. Yeah, um, he had a brain tumour, he broke his ankle horribly. I, well, I'm going to read an old observers at the minute, I'm up to the point where he broke his ankle, which was uh, end of 94, beginning of 95. And yet he still, he was still the guy that kind of like reinvented himself as well. Like, And he was, again, I think the reason why he wins for the junior heavyweights out of me was he was the one that was still in New Japan when they were going for a rough patch, obviously it was when he was doing his CTU unit, uh, faction, sorry, which was Control Terrorism Unit, which is just amazing. I love, I love Japanese stable Because there's nothing worse than uncontrolled terrorism, is there? No. But ima- imagine, if you had to, imagine if you had to control some terrorism <laughs> and Jeddo, Gedo and Liger turned up dressed in black. And let's not forget, in 2014, he did some matches for All-Star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because he was grateful that they gave him the chat, and my favourite ever William Regal story, I, I can't remember the end of it. Just like the beginning, of it. so me and Joshin Thunderliger are in a hotel in the Shetland Islands. Um, so he's got to be in, and, and it's the best example of someone taking what could have been a terrible gimmick because he was based on an anime yeah, yeah. character and made it fucking brilliant. Yeah. And he's the only ever Liger. Yeah, in the that, same way that's been, important. That's how many important. Tiger Masks have there been? Four, well, five. Um, well, there's technically been five. Yeah, yeah. Put your hand down. There's been two. Two. Well, two no, we don't, don't, don't. No, 
We Come don't on. talk about that. Go and say Come it. Come on, say it. Super Liger doesn't count. It does it happened? No, it doesn't. It can't be. It's not like. All right. Admittedly, there was that promo afterwards where they said, where Super Liger started saying, "I must go home now. My people need me." Yes, and I he died that. in the spaceship on the way back to, to his galaxy. I am. Um, I'm just just flicking through his Wikipedia page, and uh, in 2000, when he wrestled as a heavyweight for a bit. Mm. Um, but he wrestled without wearing the upper part of his bodysuit or his horns on his mask. Yeah, it was weird. I need to go back and look at that. And he wrestled find that really Hashimoto. He did wrestle Hashimoto in a yeah. non-title match between the junior heavyweight champion and the heavyweight champion. Yeah, it was that was a weird time. But he's 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 one of the greatest of all times. He's he's a role model because it's that it's the way he's adapted and evolved, which is mm-hmm. okay. I can't do this stuff anymore. But I can do this. Yeah. And he's changed his game. And I have a question for two of you. If, let's say, at Wrestle Kingdom, he got a shot at the Junior Heavyweight Championship, mm. would you be that surprised if he won it? I mean, he's not having a shot at it next year because the match has already been set. All right. Mm. But if he did... But if he did, um, no. I, I, I'm i a big believer that people should have one last run as well. Mm-hmm. Especially if he's... At some point, he's got to retire. See, I, I would be shocked because... <laughs> Uh, the way that they usually do it, especially in New Japan, is you go out on your back, mm-hmm. and I can't imagine Liger being like, "No, nah, no, nah, give us one last run." It, it wouldn't. I put it this way: in in terms of if he won it, if he was in a match and he won it, you wouldn't see it as oh, I would unbelievable. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't frown upon it. No, absolutely <laughs> not. I would be bang up for Liger one last time, just going through all the new lads. I do for new podcast every week. Things that Matthew Taylor Richards frowns upon. <laughs> just no, no audio. Just me frowning. Um, also, just to sweeten this deal. Most podcast ever. Sweeten this deal. The person that I want him to be inducted by is Sonny Ono. You said a translator. We've got different ideas of sweeten, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Really okay, right. um, apparently, cannot hear in one of his ears because of what? the brain tumor he had. Insensitive. You went for a joke then and you realised it was insensitive about halfway through the joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, no sense of tumour, some people. Yeah, 1996. <laughs> 1996, he had his brain tumour. Didn't have it like a couple of years ago and no. carried on. 1996, one year after he broke his ankle. Not bothered. Because I remember reading a story about him, like fucking taking a top rope brain buster about six weeks after coming back from a brain tumour. Like, insane. Absolutely 100% he's in. Cool. Who's your last one? I mean, in the least shocking move <laughs> ever made v. by me I. on <laughs> a Tuesday Night Jaw episode, C. my final e. my final inductee, uh, going to be inducted a. by, some might say, his heir to his throne... <laughs> T.K. Cooper. Yeah, I've written it down already. It is, of course, the one, the only, Viscera. Now, so, we're having a laugh with this, but loads of people voted for him. Some seriously, yes. and some taking the piss. So, so my justification is he deserves to be in our Hall of Fame. He does. Because we love him. We absolutely love him. So, I've heard a lot of stories. Me and T.K. love him. <laughs> I've heard a lot of stories about what... Uh, Nelson was his real name, wasn't it? Nelson mm-hmm. what, what I've heard name? a load of stories about him being quite a good dude. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, a bit of a nightmare when he was Mabel, but then when he came back and he was Viscera, he was like super chilled out. Everyone liked him. Um, I remember the first time I ever saw Mabel and going, "What? What? How? 
Mm-hmm. And he was, and yeah, he was. He was in WWE in a time that was weird, and he won King of the Ring in a time when WWE was was not massively stacked with talent. And that side of his career, I think, is is quite forgettable. But it was he was still a main eventer at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think the the fun stuff that he kind of did towards the end of his career is a laugh. And if Coco Beware can be in the WWE Hall of Fame, then Viscera can be in ours. Right, I'm going to nip this in the bud. We can't use the Coco Beware rule. Come on, isn't that a bit played out? No, if, if Coco it. Beware's in. Uh, and Co- again, Coco yeah. Beware, great legacy. Not didn't have a massive legacy in WWE. Had a huge right. legacy in Memphis, which I, I that's mm-hmm. why he went in. And mm-hmm. I get that. But if you look at people who don't aren't as nerdy about wrestling as us, mm-hmm. and they go, "Why is Viscera in there?" I think we, I think he's ju- he can justifiably go in there. It's like David May being <coughs> in there because David May won loads of trophies, and Alan Shearer won Naffle. So, yeah. I'm using the David May rule. I don't know. Okay. Right. So I'm fine with Viscera going in. Yes. You obviously want Viscera to go in. TK Cooper somewhere is joyous. At exactly. He, he hasn't even heard this at listeners this point. Of, um, listeners definitely voted for Viscera to go in to the point where he was around the top 20 of their vote. Yes! This is um, why I like you people. What? Come on. Have was... you got a ma- What is your massive objection to Big Vis? The big man. Big Van Viscera. Trail of injuries he left in his wake. Did he? Did yeah, he, he was very clumsy. What Undertaker, Diesel? This was earlier. He'd, he'd not been wrestling long back then, though. To be fair, he'd been wrestling right, like for three right, years. All right. Um, <sighs> I just. I, just, is, I, I knew just, I put just, him in based on the list. Do you know what? I just, I, just, I just feel like I'm in a joke. And I'm not getting. Do so you know it. what I feel like he's gonna say? He's, I feel like he's gonna go. Oh, ask your mum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in this position now where, <coughs> where where I feel like Michael Douglas in Falling Down, where the world has gone crazy so around you're, me. You're telling me you don't want to see Jews in Liger and Viscera stood next to each other in tuxedos. I know what that's kind of <laughs> literally impossible, but a hologram of Viscera in a tuxedo. <laughs> like, that'd be amazing. And imagine, as Marty's putting in Regal into the Hall of Fame, imagine the conversations you have. Sonny Ono's there, TK Cooper's there. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Oh, this, God. this is less about doing a Hall of Fame as scripting your own bizarre fever dream, isn't it? It's great. Right, this is him. Uh, yes! Right, that means we've got 12 before we get to the listener suggestions. Now... I reckon. Oh, there's going to be so many I wish, people. I wish so I owned this set. house. I could throw you out. So, I've got, I've got a suggestion here, right? So, I currently going in the twelve, going in to yeah. our inaugural Hall of Fame. Next year we'll limit it. Yeah. This year I think we can let a few more people in to populate it, so it doesn't feel sparse when people come and visit. Yeah. Because we are setting it up uh, in a unit in Macclesfield. So, <laughs> um, so. In it at the minute, William Regal, Manami Toyota, Katsuyori Shibata, Brian Pillman, Johnny Sank, Great Muta, Molly Holly, the Steiner Brothers, Sarah Del Rey, Milano Collection 18, Jushin Thunder Liger, and Visser. Fuck's sake. Right? All in. It went off a cliff at the end, but you had me there. So, I reckon, I'm going to instill a bit of a rule now, because some people... <laughs> what, what, you changed the rule? <coughs> no, this is just for the listeners' votes. Okay. So, some people have voted quite... Heftily for people who, let's be honest, are probably going to go into the Hall of Fame next year. Okay. Or the year after. So, a lot of people have voted for The Undertaker. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, yeah. 100% yeah. going in the Hall of Fame. I mean, obviously, 
the fact that Viscera made your shortlist and The Undertaker didn't has well, really... The reason, the, reason the Undertaker didn't go on mine is yeah. I know he's going in the WWE Hall of Fame, yeah. so we'll have to take him out of this one. Okay. So The Undertaker's one, The Rock's another, who are both retired, both over 40, and, like... Yeah. So, they both get into the top 10 on the listeners' votes. Understandably. Um, yeah. So, we're not going to include them. Gotcha. Because... I know what you mean. Because they're, they're so obvious. Because we're going to only have to take them out. Yeah. So anyone who's too obvious will we'll, we'll take whereas, them. Whereas Viscera and Milano are in for life. <laughs> so these are people who only got one vote. Okay. All right. And if we if there's someone that just pops into our head and we go, oh, God, they're amazing. Then there is a debate to put them in. But I, I think these are people who won't go in this year. Okay. Vince McMahon only got one vote. <laughs> and he was the first person I put on my five. And then I went, but, but he's definitely going in his own. It's, yeah. it's so obvious. <laughs> Sometimes something so obvious that you can't see. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even think of Vince McMahon. Yeah, and no. Also, because I don't think he will go in while he's still alive. Yeah. I don't yeah, think yeah, he'll yeah. allow himself to go in. I think he'll even haunt the, 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 the presentation. Uh, the person who he suggested this said, I've, I forget who it was, apologies, I don't have your emails in front of me, but the person who suggested it went because I wouldn't love wrestling if it wasn't for Vince McMahon and it's a fair point That's none a, of us would yeah. really so good point would absolutely deserve to go in but again he's going to go in the WWE one I would imagine at some point in the uh, you know he's in, this, in the next 70, 30 you know, years in the next 30 years he will live <laughs> to be 120 mm. um, other people with one vote I'll probably rattle through these Val Venus <laughs> Um, Put him in with Viscera, tag team, there yeah. you go. Typhoon slash Tugboat. He got more votes. Did he get more votes than Earthquake? No, this is one vote. Okay, just checking. Right. Also, wait and see. No spoilers. All right. um, uh, Triple H only got one vote. Triple H, who mm-hmm. isn't retired, but is over 40. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, again, is 100% going in the WWE Hall of Fame at some point, you would imagine, based on his legacy there. Unless something cataclysmic happens. Yeah, so he's definitely, you know... Um, it was a name that I wrote down because there's a massive conspiracy and then I <laughs> uh, I took it off I wrote Vince McMahon and Triple H's names both down and then I went ah, this, I don't want it to feel as much like a WWE one as I want Correct. it to feel like representative of what we like yes <coughs> so Tommy Dreamer oh, very interesting okay <laughs> Todd Pettengill <laughs> the Sandman deserves to go in based on the progress hat that he wears Correct. doesn't have a clue we are um Taz, uh, Sticks, Shinya Hashimoto, Scotty Too Hotty, Sarah Del Rey, who is now in anyway. You're welcome. The, thanks to mm-hmm. one of the uh, judges' suggestions. Um, Santino Morella, <laughs> Robbie Brookside. Solid. Uh, Ricky Knight Sr. Interesting. Ray Mysterio Jr. Yeah. Perry Saturn, Otto Vance, mm-hmm. uh, the New Age Outlaws as a tag team, um, Mitsuharu Misawa only got one vote, which is nuts. No, that is nuts, actually, yeah. Um, but there's always next year. Mm-hmm. Miss Elizabeth, Mike Quackenbush, Marty Jones, Lance Storm, King Kong Bundy, Ken Shamrock, Katsuyori Shibata, he's in anyway, Johnny Kidd, Jim Crockett Jr., who's one of very few promoters that isn't in. Yeah. So Vern Gagne's in. Yeah. Um, lots of promoters are in, and he's not. Um, which I don't know why that is. He's not in the WWE Hall of Fame, which is weird considering they now own the library and you mm-hmm. know. Uh, Hornswoggle, the Honky Tonk Man, Goldberg, Genichiro Tenru, uh, Eva Marie. Yes, I know who voted for that. How yeah. old is she? 
she is retired. Yeah. Um, no one ever really retires. Uh, Eric Bischoff, Earl Hebner, Dave Taylor, Dave Meltzer, Cutie Suzuki, nice. Crash Holly, Chris Benoit, never going any, we've um, got a million votes, Chavo Guerrero Jr., Bruiser Brody, The Big Show, Barry Horowitz, <coughs> Barry Cooper. <laughs> Barry Cooper? Barry Cooper. Barry Cooper. I've just gone in my head to the tune of Barracuda now. Now, I had to look up Barry Cooper. I feel bad about this. I didn't realise Barry Cooper was a British wrestler who's been wrestling for decades. Didn't realise this. I had to look him up. I was pretty impressed that someone voted for him. Nice one, whoever it was. I realised, but I laughed out of the pure obscureness of it rather than talent. The first note voted him wasn't called like Barry Cooper Jr. on no. Twitter no and uh, finally with only one vote AJ Styles um, AJ wow. Styles is uh, uh, I also think AJ Styles is only just eligible he's just 40 mm-hmm. um, with two votes again none of these people are necessarily going unless we've already mentioned them uh, Vader mm-hmm. who was originally one of mine Ultimo Dragon yes The Rock yeah and I think that's because people have just gone, he's going in there at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, friend of the show, Steve Carino. Um, <laughs> hopefully soon to be friend of the show, Sean Waltman. Um, Scott Steiner, he's now in, thanks mm-hmm. to Christopher. Sable, Rollerball Rocco, mm-hmm. Rick Martel, Nigel McGuinness, oh, yes. Molly Holly is now in. Yes. Minoru Suzuki, Minami oh. Toyota is now in. Lex Luger, Chris Travis, Kenta Good. Kabashi... Uh, Jushin Liger, now in. John Cena, over 40. Still yeah, over shout, 40. shout. Uh, Jim Neidhart, Jim Cornette, never going in in a million fucking years. <laughs> uh, hey, he nearly went in off of me with the Midnight Express. <laughs> uh, Great Muta is in. Goldust, who is a good shout to go in. Yep. Good shout. And also his speech would be brilliant because he's properly funny. Earthquake, Doug Williams, Daniel Bryan, which is a question mark because he's not strictly speaking retired. He's mm. injured, not necessarily retired. He could be back. Um, uh, and he's younger than me. He's only 36. Uh, and AJ Lee, they all got two votes. Oh, AJ's a not bad shout. Um, and then three votes, which is cool. These are all still outside the top 10. Three votes. Viscera, doesn't matter. He's in. Yeah! Raven, The Midnight Express, Jim Johnson, who <laughs> the, the composed music on music <laughs> in the yeah. WWE for Nice. Years. Dynamite Kid, Dean Malenko, Bull Nakano, Brian Pillman, who is in anyway, yeah. <coughs> uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. We had a big run on Bam Bam Bigelow earlier yeah. on today. Okay, um, and then we get into, uh, we're nearly in our top ten. These are all had four votes, uh, both Devon and Bubba Ray Dudley and Chris Jericho. Um, we're then into our top ten. Now, um, we need eight to get us to the top ten to get to 20, which I think is a good inaugural class. So this is our top 10, all of whom got lots and lots of votes. Okay. Okay. Paul Heyman. That's a great shout, actually. Yeah, I wouldn't even we, we can't argue of... with these. The listeners have spoken. Yeah. So Paul Heyman is in. Oh, I'll still argue. I, mean, <laughs> I will go kicking and screaming if need be. Uh, my iPad is also correct. It's a Paul Herman, um, <laughs> which is a very different. Although he's available, so uh, <laughs> can we get his non-union Mexican equivalent? Uh, CM Punk. Now, is CM Punk retired because he's not over 40? Yes. Mm. I'm going to say yes. I'd say yeah. Yeah. Right, he's in. There's a guy who has, who has shown, I mean, never say never, but this isn't a guy who seems to 
show any reluctance. I mean, in theory, I mean, he got offered in inverted commas a million pounds to yes, wrestle did. again. Didn't and, he, so. and didn't I mean Brock Lesnar technically retired mm-hmm. at one point? <coughs> so what we're saying, Punk, is if you do come back to wrestling, and I really hope you do. Yeah, I hope you you build your bridges with WWE and you come back to wrestling because you're one of my favourite wrestlers of all time. But if you do, do know that the prestigious 10% discount on Future Shop exactly. shows you will get. Get that in will now. Be taken away. Get it now. Um, Christian Cage. Yep. Well, oh, that's interesting. Christian Cage as opposed to Christian. Um, I just, I put that down. Like, <sighs> some people said Christian, some people said Christian Cage. Matt, you made the Again, face. it's the listeners. How you dare you make I, that I, face I, I and just, still champion So I, It's the same way I feel about <laughs> Edge. Like because I, I, I the same. I'm not. I've never been. Like, I appreciate them, mm-hmm. but I've never seen them as no. as legendary. No, and 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 I don't think great tag team. Yes, phenomenal tag team. One of the best, <coughs> the best but of all time. Wrestlers, even though Edge had loads of world title runs, I know Christian had a few. I've never seen them as the fact that you two have sat here, even with your tongues in your cheeks, and put viscera in the fucking hall of fame. Yeah, so Christian's in. It's fine. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, as a tag team, got a lot of votes. As a tag team, demolition. No, yeah. get out. No, they've got to go in. No, the listeners have voted. I'm going to make sure viscera squashes them. Literally, <laughs> both. demolition. All three members of demolition are in. Yeah. In maturity, um, I'm now flipping Matthew up. How many members of demolition still alive? Um, yeah, Axe and Smash. I know this because um, in New Orleans a couple of years ago, Billy Kirkwood got his photo taken with them. Amazing. Oh, Barry Dalso died. No, oh, I was wrong. Um, right, not going in, but got a lot of votes because he's definitely going in the WWE Hall of Fame at some point. Is the Undertaker? So right. we're not going to put him in. Next on the listeners' votes was Johnny Saint, who we've already put in. Mm-hmm. Good. Next on the listeners' votes is China, who we will put in. Okay. Um, uh, because um, certainly it's something that's come up. Various people at WWE have said she probably, because of stuff she did after wrestling, she probably won't go into the WWE Hall of Fame at any point, which they were quite apologetic about, certainly after she died as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's their decision. From our point of view, um, I'm happy to put her in because she definitely has a very important place to. Yeah, to, absolutely, to, to absolutely, absolutely. So China is in. If you suggested China, good work. A lot of people did. Um, we're into the top three now. So, number three, um, and going definitely going into our Hall of Fame while there's still a question mark about it never going in the WWE one, is Owen Hart. Um, absolutely going in. Mm-hmm. Well, 101%. I'm going to so. go 103. Good. Yeah, I know. He's, yeah. <coughs> um, Owen Hart, definitely going in. If you, if you get a chance uh, today... Try and find some Owen Hart matches from the UK when before he was in WWE. Oh, God, yeah. They're brilliant. Also, one of my favourite King of the Ring matches ever. Yeah. Him and 1-2-3 Kid. The, one of the best sprints WWE have ever put on. Second, and again, I think Owen will probably end up in the WWE Hall of Fame at some point. But obviously, hopefully, legal hopefully. Issues and whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think it's the same for the person who came second on the list, which is the British Bulldog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who, again, absolutely 100% has to go in. For sure. So, British Bulldog is in. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the British Bulldog. He's your dad. Yeah, I know. It's breaking news. <laughs> breaking news, everyone. I was really proud of that. <laughs> that was so quick. That was quick. Good. I felt like I fed that to you as well. So and um, being voted for by nearly everyone who voted. Mm-hmm. Um, Except and, us. And uh, No, we did. We voted for him as well. Um, and the marquee headliner of the first ever Tuesday Night Joe Hall of Fame. It's Viscera. And he's going to be good. 
shouting about it is William Regal. So, um, we now have in total 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Oh God. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. We need to put one more person in. Two if we take out Viscera. We're not taking Viscera out. God's sake. We can either put the Dudley boys in, based on listener votes, we can either put the Dudley boys in or Chris Jericho. <laughs> Don't make me choose. Um, right. I vote... I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I, first of all, I think they'll all go in the yeah, Hall of at some point. I vote the Dudley boys. Who do you vote for, Christopher? I'm going to go with the Dudleys. I'm also, I was going to go with the Dudleys as well. I like Jericho. Friends. I like Jericho, but the Dudleys are in. The Dudleys are in yep. as a collective. <coughs> that is our class of 2017. Do we have Choosing a theme, our Jaw Hall of Fame. Woo! Here she comes. Miss Universe. <laughs> um, Universe so, Sarah. our class of 2017 is uh, in order. Um, the Dudley Boys, the British Bulldog, Owen Hart, China, Woo! Demolition, Christian, CM Punk, Paul Heyman, Viscera, Jushin Liger, Milano Collection, LeBad! Sarah Del Rey, the Steiner Brothers, Molly Holly, the Great Muta, slash Keiji Muto, uh, Johnny Saint, Brian Pillman, Katsuyori Shibata, Manami Toyota and Headliner doing the main thing where he comes out to his own theme music at WrestleMania and waves to everybody. William Francesca Regal. Um, make sure it, make sure we leave him out there as long as possible so he can soak up the applause. So he can do his Elvis. I'm going to make him come out in a golf cart. I don't know why. Because it's like a euphemism. So, um, how quickly is someone going to put all this on Wikipedia and make it official? Den, dig a den, dig a den, dig a den. I've got Barracuda stuck on Barry Cooper. <laughs> um, anyway, um, we'll quickly plug our Twitters because we, we plugged everything else at the beginning. I am absolutely not plugging my Twitter after this. <laughs> Send okay. gifts of viscera oh, to. Oh, God, yeah. Send gifts of viscera to at Emrich's host uh, and we'll all have a lovely time. I'd yeah. like to announce that I'm leaving Twitter. <laughs> Um, at the Brooker Man. At the Brooker Man. I'm at Jim Smallman. Use hashtag Tuesday Night Joe if you want to tag us in on stuff. Um, uh, thank you if you voted. Loads of you did. Really appreciate it. Um, hope you like our suggestions. Glad to get some of your suggestions in as well. And we'll do this same time next year. Next week, regular Tuesday Night Joe returns. And as much as this podcast could ever be regular, um, it's not regular. It's just not. It's it's like your nan when she doesn't eat bran. It's not regular. Can you please do like a, a Jerry Springer sign off at the end? Well, like a final like Christmas right, hang message. On, hang on. Cool. Well, it's not Christmas yet, is it? Well, not like a New Year one. All right, hang on. Um, it's not New Year either. It's not even it's New gonna Year. It's going to be, though. It's the, last right. one. it's the last one of the year, isn't it? No, it's not the last one of the year. We've got more to do. We've got to do a wrap-up end of the year one. I might just do a... I'll do a Jerry Springer thing anyway. Okay, cool. Um, wherever you are, thanks for listening to Tuesday Night Jaw this year. And remember, the most important thing in the world is not just being a wrestling fan, but taking care of people around you. Oh, God. Good night, everybody. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.